0: It's the hour of the Beastie again, and welcome to the Beastie O'Clock Show. Where in each show, we'll be delving into the latest Wee Beastie offering from Harvest Dune, and we'll be giving you the details of where you're able to catch a taste of these exclusive releases. Joining me from the bottom of a cask full of beer soaked fruits is my co host and all round beastie bearded beery bloke, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Steve. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Okay, Mark, what are we up to this week on, on the Wee Beastie Show?
1: It's a it's not quite a wee beastie show this week it's a big beastie show because we have we're getting three four beers tonight so one of which people will be too familiar with already i'm sure which is bitter and twisted one of if not the core beer in harvesting's range and in addition to that we have three variations of it all um Matured, I guess, in thistly cross cider barrels, but some of them matured with plums, some with Scottish raspberries, and the other one just in the cider barrels. Um, and we got an interview right now that we, we recorded at the launch event for Wee Beastie with Amy, who's the head brewer from Harvest Dune, all about the whole thistly cross cider barrel bitter and twisted combination. So let's
0: have a listen to that. Hi. So we're with Amy from Harveston Brew. Welcome Amy. Hi
2: there. How are you
0: doing? I'm
2: very well, thank you. We're at
0: the kind of launch of the Wee Beastie series tonight.
2: Yeah, we are. It's gone really well.
0: And this week we've been drinking the variations of Bitter and Twisted, which you've been playing with. Te- tell us what you've done with the beers.
2: So we approached Thistle Cross Cider um, to try and do some form of collaboration with them, um, and we came to the agreement that they were going to supply us with some of their cider yeast, and we were going to ferment Bitter and Twisted with it. Um, this kind of grew a little bit of arms and legs, and we decided to convert some of the used barrels that we've used previously to age beer in we converted them into fermenters so we actually fermented bitter and twisted in wooden barrels using a cider yeast okay
0: so we've got we've got three variations of it we've got according to the bottles that we've got that are white label stuff we've we've got one that's called control and then we've got one that's been aged on scottish raspberries and then there's one that's been aged on
2: plums Um, um,
0: tell us the difference between the three
2: the control is basically is just bitter and twisted and fermented in the barrels using thistle cross yeast. So it's the the base beer that we created. Um, when we tried it initially, we you know it smells like a beer and tastes like a cider. It was a bit of a, a mind blow because we didn't really know where to put it. So we thought, oh right, well what what can we do with these? So we started playing with fruits. So we started to mature some of it with um, some plums and then we got some Scottish raspberries and matured another section with with those. Um, And we just left them to mature for a couple of months just to to allow the flavours to develop, see what happened. Um, And we ended up with three really unique and interesting products. The raspberry comes out really prominent in the beer. Um, As I said before, it smells like a beer and then drinks like a raspberry cider. It's it's completely um, unique in itself. The plum, it's a lot more um, mellow, it's got a lot more of a rounded characteristic, um, and it's much more sessionable than uh, the other two versions. So, all in all, it was, uh, it was a success, and it was a completely new experiment for us. We'd never done it before, but we've created something very unique, um, and we just hope people like them and enjoy them.
0: What, what was the reasoning behind using Bitter and Twisted for it, rather than any any other beer? Um, I
2: think, Shih- like the Shehalian it already has quite a dry characteristic. So if we, if we went down that route, we could end up with a, a, more of a cider character than anything, that dry, really, really you know, sharp character. Um, we didn't want to use our dark beer. We, we've used that for other experiments that we've been doing. So, Bitter and Twisted really fitted well because it, you know, it's got like a, it's a really moorish, rounded character and we thought, you know, against the, the cider yeast, hopefully it wouldn't drag it too down and make it too dry. Uh, we'd keep some of the beer character there but still in part from the, the cider side. So.
0: And what, what do you think it, it adds to Bitter and Twisted.
2: It creates a really nice sharp um, character when you're drinking it. As I said, it, it, it almost drinks more like a cider, but you can still tell it's a beer. Um, it just creates a new element for it. You know, it's it's gave it a little a little lease of life, maybe shall we say? It, it's it's changed it into something totally different.
0: I'm looking forward to next year. You're going to have some fun experimenting with these wee beastie variations. Yeah, definitely. Can Can you give us an idea of some of the beers that are going to be coming up?
2: Yeah. Um, we've got kind of some a few ideas in the pipeline we're playing around a bit with some sour mash we're trying to create a a, a super hoppy IPA We've got some ideas to try and create maybe a a nice red, red rye, possibly. Um, We also have a kind of desire to try and create what we want to class as a a white stout. So something that's got the body and the the fullness and the character of of a a traditional stout, but not the colour. So we're going to play about and see if we can create something along those lines. So we've got a few ideas there. Just have to watch out for the wee beastie. See
0: what, see what, see what our <laughs> okay, so Amy's telling us there about how these beers came about. Um, why are we doing Bitter and Twisted as well, though, mate? Bitter and Twisted is kind of like the base beer
1: for all of these, so we're having something that we can refer all the other versions to. Because it's all well and good saying, oh, well, this tastes great, it's thisly cross cider and all that, and plums and then raspberries. But because it's based on Bitter and Twisted, we want to have a reference point that we can refer back to.
0: Okay, so should we, should we get into the Bitter and Twisted? It's a beer yeah. that we've, um, we, we've never done on the original show, have we? we we've spoke about it fondly a, a number of times, but we've never actually reviewed it as a beer. No, I think in season one, when we, back when
1: we used to do our little personal assignments, I think I may have done it once, or you may have, I can't quite remember. But we have mentioned it before, but yeah, like you say, it's never been a featured beer.
0: Okay so this is this is a bit of a first for us as well then. So as as we say bitter and twisted isn't part of the wee beastie series but for us tonight we're just going to do this so that we've got a comparison to the wee be- be- beastie beers that we're going to be doing that's a mouthful to try and get out every time. <laughs> um, look at the pour on that it's it's lovely and golden it's light it it's it's refreshing it's got a it's got a lovely refreshing aroma to it as well.
1: Yep nice medium combination lovely golden straw colour. Slight head. It's a solid beer, this, and it's one that I'm, I, most people I know who drink harvesting beers, love bitter and twisted.
0: It's it's a solid beer, as as, as you say. I mean, this is um, it, it's for for me, it's one of those beers that was kind of one of my entry points into the beers that I drink now. So um, it, it's got a very special place in 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 my heart. Bitter and twisted is. <laughs> okay, so what are you getting on the flavours, mate? Um.
1: Getting slight biscuity, toasty malts. Um, very actually quite a, a lemony zest across the top for me. Very slight bittering on the end, but I mean, it's a solid ale, it's not too overly hopped, not too overly malted. Lovely lemon cutting through it, it's just a really fr- refreshing, nice little. What's well, essentially a golden ale, really, without being too golden?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a um, great summary, mate. Four point two percent, a real a, a real summer guzzler, bitter mm-hmm. and twisted. Is right. Let's get silly, shall we? All right. um, first one up tonight. This this one's simply called Harvest Room Brewery and Thistley Cross Cider, the original, at a mere eleven percent ABV.
1: <laughs> and this is, as with the others.
0: Bottle conditioned as well. It is indeed, yes. Interesting aroma on that, mate. Yeah, you're really getting the cider straight
1: away off that. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's really coming through, isn't it?
1: And that slightly venous smell that you would imagine from an aged beer as well.
0: Yeah, in, Interestingly, I don't know about you, hardly any carbonation on, on the one that I've just poured here. No, this is proper steel, this is.
1: Yeah, very, very, very faint bubbling that you would expect after having poured out a beer,
0: and it's just you know it's settling. Right now, I've, I'm a little bit worried here. Me, me and cider don't get on well. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we've got a, a checkered history. Um We've fallen out on many occasions, and and I'm worried that it smells more like a cider than a beer. But um, should we um should we give this a try? and 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 see what they've done to to old faithful. Well you you say that it smells like cider. I'm actually picking up
1: more of a yeasty note from it like almost like a wheat beer.
0: Yeah and I think I think in the in, in the interview earlier on Amy was talking about them them using some of the cider yeasts as as well in in the beer as well as the barrels. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it mate, let's give it yeah. a go. Cheers. Almost has no resemblance to the original, no whatsoever. You can't even pick up a hint of what might have once been bitter and twisted in there.
1: Yeah, you're picking up that yeast. It's Very sweet, but it's I de- sweet. I dare say it's not cidery sweet though. For me, it is kind of Belgiany almost. You're getting it's floral, faintly fruity. I've never tasted this cross cider, so I don't know what that tastes like. But I'm assuming that's an apple cider, right?
0: Um, I believe so. They, they're a brand that seem to appear at um, a lot of the craft beer festivals. They they, they seem to be a, a regular appearance or a peer there now. It's it's almost, the is almost sour-like. It's, it's almost like you get from a sour beer. Mm-hmm. That the flavour's really warming, it's it's really really sweet. It's maybe a little bit too sweet for my palate. Um, I I've, I've got to say I'm not really enjoying this.
1: Yeah, it's the mouthfeel is slightly sticky. Um, it's much thicker than the uh, the base bitter and twisted. Um, very very slight hint of apple coming through um you are it's I am getting like that floral fruity yeasty flavors coming through, like you say it's like a sour beer it's like quite on that heavy Belgian side of things
0: yeah it's 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 not it's not blowing me away this one I've got to say. Um, some interesting flavors going on in there, so you know if you do come across this beer, give it a try. Um, it's a big ABV though, eleven percent to be just just giving something a try. at Eleven yeah. percent. Um, let's 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 move on to the other two, mate, because well, these these ones have been aged. One one's been aged on raspberries and one's been aged on on, on plums. Um, so which which ones which one do you fancy trying first? Uh, well, they're
1: both the same ABV. They're both ten and a half. Yeah. So, I th- think if we leave plums till last, because I'm imagining that the raspberry one is going to be slightly crisper and a little bit lighter on the palate. But we'll see. But going back to this, what they what they've called the control, thistle cross, for a 11 percent it's it's not overbearingly strong for an 11 percent beer. I don't think. No,
0: it's 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 just that cloying, sticky sweetness that yeah I just think would become overbearing a, yeah, a little I th- bit.
1: I th- I do think that stickiness on the palate, that almost syrupiness, is you, you couldn't get through bottle upon bottle of it. it. It, it's a dessert beer almost.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, very much so. Good shout um it, it is it is a dessert beer you could you could serve that um after a meal okay so this one for me i've got a lot more carbonation in in the raspberry one mm-hmm. it's interestingly i'm just comparing the two and it's a much darker colour than than the original um so it's obviously picked up some of the um some of the colour from the raspberries as as well um this one has been matured with scottish raspberries let's point that out as as well not any old raspberries, Scottish ones. Um, yeah. Not quite so appley and sweet on the aroma. This this one actually smells a little bit more like a beer.
1: Yeah, and I'm picking up that sweet berryness from from it on the nose as well. Almost like fruit cough syrup. For me. Yeah,
0: I think. Not,
1: but but not in a. <laughs> not in not a, in a cough bad syrup it. way. <laughs> well,
0: let's, let's let's see what it tastes
1: like, mate. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Okay, straight away getting the raspberries from that. Yeah, it doesn't have that cloying syrup mouthfeel that the previous one did. I think the the slight additional carbonation has kind of helped to cut through that. It's not that less, that much weaker than the other one. It's only a point five percent ABV weaker than the bait, um, the control Thirsty Cross. That raspberry isn't overbearing. It's kind of adding a nice little accent to the base beer.
0: I think. I, I think it softens it. I, I, I think the raspberry f- flavoring softens the the, the the harshness and the sweetness that was coming coming through, and it almost brings it back to. Um, and I'm just going to go go back and just try a sip of the original. it's beginning to bring it back a little bit to the original there um, there's there's a little bit more of the the, the malts going on in there and like like I said I just think those that addition of the the, the raspberries seems to have done a lot to this beer that this one that um, very much in its favor
1: mm-hmm yeah and raspberries's been quite you know they're a very sweet berry they're not a terribly heavy berry and that is allowing for that biscuity base from the very base beer to come through a bit more, whereas the Control Thistley Cross, I think the style that it is, or the the syrupness kind of overbore the malt a little bit, so you didn't get that nice biscuity um, base coming through. Whereas this one, the raspberry really does help control things a little bit. It's a little bit more balanced. It's quite... For me, it's more palatable.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite a tart fruit, though, isn't it? The the, the the raspberry. I know I've had quite a few raspberry sours um, in in the last year or so, and, and they do make a really kind of tart sharp beer um, but they, they just seem to have had almost the opposite effect on this one and, and they've softened it a, li- a little bit and that really works for me I really, I really like the raspberry one um, I'm interested to try the plum one now as well to see, see what that's like <laughs> so let's let's dig into that one okay. um, and, and have a see what we've got here sure so I'm expecting it again to be a little bit darker um, because plum's quite a dark fruit there it is. Let's crack it open. Oh, and it is. Now, we're, we're moving on here. We're, we've got a, a, an almost dark golden amber colour to, to it now, which is almost gone down a shading colour from the Raspberry one, and, and is almost unrecognisable to the, oh, wow, to the it control is as well. version
1: as well. Yeah, it's getting even more coppery. So we started off with the Well, the Control and the Bitter and Twister were a similar shade, which is that lovely kind of golden straw. The raspberry had, when you tilted the glass, you could see like a a haze of pink, but that may have been my imagination. (laughs) Just imagining the plum. But this one, um, yeah, it's getting to more of a copper. About as active as the the raspberry. Or maybe slightly, slightly more carbonated. Oh, but thick, thick plum. Coming through on the nose.
0: Yeah, there's a there's that sweetness in there again, isn't there, of of, of the fruit.
1: Yeah. The lovely thick fruitiness that I've I've gotten from some barley wines before.
0: Yes. Yeah. Good shout, mate. All right. Let's um. Let's give this one a try then. Um, right. So once again, cheers. We're powering through these beers. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay. Straight away, that plum is taking over the entire of my sinus cavities. <laughs> That aroma is just flowing through my head
0: you, you know what that's it, It's got a, a bit more of a bite to the finish, mm-hmm. and it's got a finish on it um, for me that's very, very reminiscent of a red wine, um, you, you know kind of the tartness and that, that you get from a from a red wine um, That's again really enjoyable. The fruit seems to have added a lot to to that version of it.
1: Yeah, similar to the control one, I think this would be a great dessert beer.
0: Yep, I, I think it's 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 fair to say that none of them resemble the original, no. <laughs> whatsoever. So, bitter and twisted at four point two percent is you know it's it's a blonde beer. It's a good, solid beer. These three variations are nothing like it. Um, they they bear no resemblance whatsoever to the original beer um, but each of them have got something very very different about them mm-hmm.
1: yeah this one I would happily have alongside a nice sla- slice of chocolate ghetto or black forest cake something that has like that nice nice jammy sauce coming through the chocolate cake um, the control I would have I think alongside perhaps some rich cheeses, I think it would be quite well paired with that. The be mm. one I'd drink, just drink by itself. I think that's a really nicely well-balanced... You can't tell it's 10.5% at all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it doesn't hold its hand up to being a strong beer at all, which is a little bit dangerous. Um, this one, it's carrying through the strength that we have from the control. This cross, but that plum kind of again like the raspberry balances out a little bit and you don't get much of the malt biscuity toastiness coming through at all from it
0: no it's it's like it has completely changed the original beer um for for me i i wouldn't choose to drink the original um version of it the control version i i don't like it that's not for my palate I think you were spot on with the raspberry one. That's one that you could easily sit in the garden in the summer, and you could just sup away at that, and you could enjoy, enjoy that just on its own. Mm-hmm. For, for me, though, the plum one, because of the flavors that I'm getting with it, I I think that would work really well with with with, with a well cooked steak. Um, I just think that that the flavors would just pair really well. There's for, for me, like I say, there's that almost a hint of. A feel of red wine coming through on the end. It's a little bit of plum jam in there as well, which is really yeah. nice. Um, I'm I'm torn between the raspberry and the plum version as, as as to which of the which of the three I'm I'm most keen on here.
1: Yeah, I, personally, I'm going to go with the raspberry because I think it doesn't. It kind of it stands on its own, but in a way that it doesn't demand attention. Whereas if you are having the plum with something, it would kind of be. You would have to balance it with something, like you say, like a steak, or for me, um, a piece of Black Forest cake, something that complements it. But, because it's, it's quite a bold beer. And yeah, again, like you, the control, the original, I, would, I wouldn't I would go back to that at all. It is very much a, you want a third or less of it to go with something. Yeah. But it is so cloying and so sticky. But this one, I mean, the plum, it just reminds me of a really nice, like a French barley wine that I've had before. That plumness comes over really nicely and it's really smooth through it. But the winner for me is the raspberry, because again, it's it's not battling for anything. It, it knows what it is. Yeah.
0: OK, and we're, we're obviously lucky enough to have been sent these beers by Harvestoon, which we're very, very grateful for. So we're getting an exclusive taste of these on on the show here. Um, but the next event's coming up in, in London, where you can go along to and you can try some of the wee Beastie series. That's on Thursday, the 19th of March at the Elgin. Um, full details and, and a link to where you can buy tickets are in the show notes. And make sure you check out Justin Mason's latest blog as well, over on masonjust.com blogspot um, because Justin's also tasting these beers with us, and he's coming along on the ride and and using his uh, amazing palette to pull out some flavors that that you and I will, will miss um, so mark what's coming up um, on the next Beastie o'clock show Well,
1: as we've mentioned before, these are being driven by when harvesting actually releases the beer releases the beers now they've released quite a few up front for us just to get the things rolling because they had obviously the launch of craft beer rising and they've got the next event on the 19th of march after that we don't yet know what the schedule is for the next release it's quite exciting (laughs) Um, we're looking forward to seeing what they come out with next so i would imagine probably in three or four weeks we might have another episode pop up so just keep your eye out it's all coming through on the same feed as the beer o'clock show
0: okay well great stuff mark it's been an absolute pleasure it's been the highlight of my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um, and so, so just make sure to check into the next episode of Beastie O'Clock Show coming out in a few weeks, as Mark says, at the Wee Beastie Hour.